Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Stay tuned. Has your company experienced a fraudulent payment? Whether the answer is yes or no, you will want to implement these four steps to prevent fraudulent payments resulting from cyber criminals redirecting legitimate vendor payments to their bank account. And listen for the critical step that most companies leave out. Welcome to episode 30, four steps to protect your vendor's banking from being changed by a cyber criminal. It includes a critical step most companies leave out. Increasingly, this is becoming a familiar scenario. A vendor contacts the accounts payable team to say that they have not received their funds. Accounts Payable researches and find that they did pay the invoice. But when the vendor insists they have not been paid, Accounts Payable then verifies the vendor's bank account where the money was sent only to discover it was not the vendor's bank account. Then the Accounts Payable team does more research to find out that a cyber criminal was successful in getting their accounts payable team to change the vendor's bank account, resulting in a fraudulent payment. Now we see examples of this type of fraudulent payment activity almost every day in the news. This scenario was reported to have occurred with the Scott County Schools back in April, where they initially lost $3.7 million to a cyber criminal. Now, in this case, they were able to work with their bank to recover the funds, although that is not a guarantee and many companies lose the entire amount of the fraudulent payment. Now, The article did not go into detail, but it indicated that Scott County Schools put safeguards into place following the incident. Another example is with the city of El Paso, Texas. It was also in April and they discovered that they sent two payments, a 2.9 million and a 300,000 to a fraudster, but they only recovered 1.6 million of the 2.9 million payment and 292,000 of the 300,000 payment. Following this incident, they implemented verifying with the vendor before changing any banking information. And I'm curious as to whether or not that was the same control or step that Scott County Schools implemented. Check the show notes for links to the two articles for Scott County Schools and the one article for City of El Paso, Texas. 
Now, whether your company has been the victim of the same scenario or a breach of vendor sensitive data, such as a tax ID or banking information, these four steps will reduce the potential of sending fraudulent payments. So let's get started. And I am referring to changing an existing vendor's banking information. So the first step is to create a branded vendor banking form. And what I mean by branded is make sure you have your company name, your company logo, and require that form to be submitted for all bank changes. So no longer will you accept banking information in the body of an email. And plus, an email with banking details does not provide the authentication criteria that you can build into the form. And speaking of that, require authentication on the form. So what does that mean? That means that for existing vendors, require either their old banking or really the current banking before the change, or the last three deposit dates and amounts in order to change the bank account. No, not everyone at your vendor's place of business will have that information, but they can certainly give that form to someone who does. It should never be easy to change a vendor's bank account. So don't let the fact that maybe your internal team member is dealing with the wrong point of contact to complete the form, make them find the right person. And by the way, they have to keep their bank information for, um, they have to retain it for seven years. So not having that information is really not an excuse. Keep in mind that for this to work, you're going to need to mask the banking information and the payment information from any team member that does not absolutely need access. We are talking about least privilege access. You don't want the cyber criminal getting the bank account or payment information from Helpful Sally in another department and then coming back and using it to authenticate on the form. The other thing you'll want to do is you'll want to change it every year and yes, every year so you or your team can be on alert if they receive an, uh, an old form. That can be a trigger that the request is fraudulent now, if you or your team member receives an old form, no problem, create a new email, type in the email address you have on file in the vendor record and request the vendor complete the new form. If the vendor doesn't know what you're talking about when they receive the form, then you have your answer and you have prevented a potential fraudulent payment. Now, the last thing that I'm gonna say about the form is that you need to require a signature you can accept a wet signature or a digital signature, but be careful when creating a PDF form with a digital signature built into the form. For some users, Windows 10 defaults PDF files to Microsoft Edge and that can cause an error when they try to open a form. So avoid the emails, the calls from the vendors saying that they cannot open the form and just remove the digital signature feature and let those vendors that have a digital signature tool 
sign digitally and if they do require that the signature has a date and or a pen affixed so you can make sure that it wasn't just typed in okay so moving to step number two now this is the critical step that most companies leave out and probably because they are unaware that the service exists but step two is to confirm the bank account number and bank account name matches bank records so just like you confirm that the vendor's legal name and tax ID matches IRS records, you can confirm that the bank account number and bank account name match. Well, how do you do that? So if your company banks at Bank of America, BBT, Capital One, JP Morgan Chase, or Wells Fargo, you may be able to go directly to early warning to use the solution directly. If your company does not bank with one of those financial institutions, check out one of the resellers, GAIAC Systems. And I'll have the link to both Early Warning and also GAIAC Systems in the show notes. And you want to take a look at the products that validate um, account ownership. Now, both Early Warning and GAIAC Systems have a tool that you can go in and do a validation one by one. And I do know that they also have uh, APIs that you can use to automate that process if you have a supplier portal or an internal system that uh, you can integrate. So check them out and see what works best for your company. Okay, so moving on to step three. And yes, this is contact the vendor to confirm the change. And I know this is the step that most people put into place, but I wanna just make sure that you understand this should be a part of a four step process. And it's number three, because first you have to make sure that you collect the information and the right information on the branded vendor banking form. And then you have to validate that information. And so if step one or step two fails, you may determine that there is no need to contact the vendor. You may be contacting your information security team or your IT team because you may have realized that that banking request came from a fraudulent source. But let's assume that you received a valid form and there was a confirmation that the bank account number and the bank account name matched. You then contact the vendor to confirm the change. Now, the best way, and it should be your first way, is to just call the vendor. Pick up the phone, call the vendor, and verify the change. If you don't have a phone number or the vendor didn't answer, Create a new email to the vendor's email address that you currently have on file. And remember, when you reach out to the vendor, either by phone or by email, do not include the details of the banking information. You need only say that you want to confirm that a request has been received to update the banking information. 
if after confirming that yes they do want the bank account updated they would like to verify the new banking information that you have no problem have them give you the last four digits of the current or old bank account number and the last four digits of the new bank account number and they should have that information if they submitted it to be updated. So that was step three. Step four is send a notification to the vendor after the change. And this is the same experience that we have when we change our information on Amazon or with our bank we get an email indicating that the account information has changed and if we did not change it, please notify us. You need to do the same thing. And I am gonna put a link in the show notes to a blog post where I talk about sending that notification to vendors after the change. So those are the four steps. And just to recap, Step number one is to create a branded vendor banking form and require that it be submitted for all banking changes. Step two, confirm that the bank account number and bank account name matches bank records. Step three, yes, then contact the vendor to confirm the change. Step four, send a notification to the vendor after the change. And I do wanna say, and I say it from experience, that yes, all of this will take more time. You or your employees may not be happy about the additional work that is involved, but understand that it should take more time since you are protecting your company's assets by protecting the vendor master file from fraud. You wanna be efficient? Implement a vendor self-registration portal and make sure it includes vendor authentication, masking of the bank account and tax ID, make sure it includes required validations and vendor notifications. That way, the vendor can authenticate themselves, then update their own bank account, and the system can validate it and then send them a confirmation of the change. Now, if you already have a vendor self-registration portal and it's missing some of these elements, you're gonna need to supplement it by having a team member perform whatever is missing. And don't forget, you still have the option of using AI, artificial intelligence, or RPA, robotics process automation, to automate some of these manual tasks. That sending a notification to the vendor after the change, that could be something that you can automate within your ERP, especially if you don't have a vendor self-registration portal. Oh, and for all the check payers out there, I didn't forget about you. You're not safe either. Yes, cyber criminals reroute check payments by changing vendor remit addresses all the time, the same way they change the vendor's banking information. And what about changes to the data that we use to confirm? What controls should you implement to ensure that a cyber criminal is not fraudulently updating the telephone number or the email address that you use to confirm a change? 
that will be the topic of next week's podcast. I also wanna give you the opportunity to reach out to me. So if your department has another validation or another way to confirm, I would love to hear about it. Email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at D-E-B-R-A, R. R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N dot com. So that's Deborah at DebraRRichardson dot com. Thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 30th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links to the articles and services mentioned. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.